welcome to a special edition of the Chris Oldcorn Show. I've been talking this week about this show, and that is that I'm going to talk to you about Algoma Public Health and how they're communicating to both the public and also to other health partners. They have been failing the public. They have not been able to give us enough information to actually make us understand what is going on in Algoma region with regards to COVID-19. I had an interview last night with Dr. Liu. You can go back and watch that on YouTube or on uh, sueonline.com. You can find the video there as well. And I talked to Dr. Liu about some issues. You can go back and watch that video. However, I'm going to continue now uh, talking about other issues. And tomorrow night, I will be have an interview with the Elliott Lake Mayor, who I'm going to talk about on tonight's show. But you'll be able to see the full interview tomorrow night at 7 p.m. on the Chris Oldcorn Show. So in the first segment here, what I want to talk to you about is three different things. One is um, the timing of press releases coming out of Agoma Public Health, uh, delaying telling the public information for even days uh, when they had the information they did not inform the public, and also what is a communication manager's job description. I'm going to be discussing the communications manager at Algoma Public Health who doesn't actually communicate with the public until you go on your morning show on Monday and talk about, oh, that I'm going to do a special on the communications from Algoma Public Health. Then all of a sudden, you get responses to your emails and phone calls after weeks and weeks of nothing. So first thing I want to talk to you about is when you release a press release, the timing of it tells a lot about how you're trying to inform the public. In journalism school, one of the things you learn about is what's called burying the lead. Now, it's when you have a story and you put the most information at the very end instead of the beginning. This is kind of similar. They post their information at certain times when they know the least amount of people are going to be seeing it. Um, they also post it at a time where it's hard to put it into the newspaper the next day. I realize we've moved more into digital um, media now, however, you know, a newspaper doesn't want to have something released on Tuesday night after they have gone to the press with that day for Wednesday's paper and then print it on Thursday because it makes them look like they didn't know what was going on because they're reporting it on Thursday. So this is what you, they, I uh, want to talk to you about here as well. And, and that is, so press releases that you show up on Friday night, Saturday night, uh, or late in the evening during the week as well, or uh, other times on the weekend, that's the least likely time that journalists are looking for press releases from governmental organizations and other organizations as well. That's when you post it at that time, most of the journalists have stopped working for the day, and that's why you do it. You do it because you don't want people to actually find out the information. And we know from the information that they do post, the press releases from Algoma Public Health, that we are getting less and less information. The last one we got, case number 10, didn't says close contact international travel. Then under the travel tells us nothing. All the previous cases with international travel told us where the person came from. They're being even less open now with the, with the 10th case. Now, that is a serious problem at Algoma Public Health. They should be releasing information as soon as they get it. And this leads me into my second point, that they delay telling the public. Now, I'm going to use Elliott Lake as an example. So, first off, Elliott Lake knew they had a case. Press release right here, March 31st at 8 p.m. Guess when that case came out from Al Algoma Public Health that they came forward and said there was another case? April 2nd at 2.30 in the afternoon. 2.30 in the afternoon. That's 
42.5 hours between the time that Elliott Lake released a press release saying there was a positive case in Elliott Lake to the time that Algoma Public Health finally gave the information to the public, you. Okay, so here, here's how this works. They, I talked with the Elliott Lake mayor, and one of the things we discussed was the 42 and a half hour delay of Algoma Public Health informing the public. Here's the thing, we all knew that there was a case in Elliott Lake, it was across the news. However, uh, Algoma Public Health to this day will not confirm to me that there's been any cases in Elliott Lake. We know that three of the 10 are in Elliott Lake through other means. And here's the thing, okay? It takes you 42 and a half hours. What can happen in 42 and a half hours? The Elliott Lake Mayor and I discussed, you know, small communities. You know, a lot of these communities that may or may not have COVID-19 cases because we don't know are small. So there's one gas station. There's one grocery store. There might be one dollar store. There might be one pharmacy. And the entire town goes and uses it. So if you have that person who tests positive, but they were still going out in the community after they were tested, and then they don't find out for 42 and a half hours in the public, like there's a lot of overlap here that can happen where someone may not necessarily follow the quarantine, uh, after being tested, if they're not taking it seriously, plus you have a person moving around in the community as well, and all the other people in the community who are all going to the same spots. And then those spots become uh, spots where COVID-19 can spread rapidly. We've also seen this uh, a meat processing plant in Calgary that processes, uh, I believe it's about 20% of all the beef in Canada goes through a certain processing plant in Calgary. They had to shut down because one person got COVID-19, then they tested everybody, and then like half the people in the plant had COVID-19, so they had to shut it down. Uh, so beef prices may go up. However, this is like a communication strategy that is completely unacceptable. And it wasn't until I called Algoma Public Health out on my show that they came out and said the next day, on April the 2nd, I called them out on April the 1st, that they actually finally came out at 2.30 in the afternoon. When they did, they didn't update the numbers correctly. All they did after I pressured them on my 7 p.m. show and then the uh, special edition, uh, sorry, special report morning edition the next morning on April the 2nd, I shamed them again. I then shamed them again on the special report midday edition at 1 p.m. and then at 2.30 they updated their numbers from, from five cases to six. But they didn't update any of the other numbers. They just updated one so then it actually didn't add up to the actual total cases at the top. Because they didn't take one from pending and move it to a result on positive. They didn't even do that right. And these people are supposed to be keeping us safe? Come on. Okay, the communications manager at Algoma Public Health needs to learn what communications managers do. So this is what they do, okay? I, I went to LinkedIn and I searched communications manager. I'm just gonna read you two, two of them here, just one little part under. Key areas of responsibility include develop and support comprehensive communications and public relations plans, partnering with media. Okay, partnering with media. That means that you communicate with the media to let the information get out. Second, this is another one, also under key responsibilities, engage cultivate and manage media relationships with key journalists okay this is a small town i'm a key journalist i'm on tv three times a day three times a day communicating COVID information 
to the public three times a day. That also doesn't include the stuff I write about. It also doesn't include, there's also a podcast, which you can watch on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and so on. It doesn't include that. I literally am the only person in this town that does audio, video, and print. You should, I should be at the top of the list of who you want to communicate with. I reach over 2,000 people a day through all those different media. It's time that you actually like communicate with the journalists that can actually get the information out to the public. It's just completely unacceptable what goes on at Algoma Public Health as far as communications go. It wasn't until Monday morning I threatened this show, not really threatened, I said I was going to do it about the incompetence of communications. All of a sudden, Tuesday morning, I get a phone, uh, sorry, get an email from uh, uh, the communications manager, I won't say his name, uh, from Algoma Public Health saying, oh, Jennifer Liu is now all of a sudden available. I'm like, awesome, yay, finally. I only asked for like, I don't know, six weeks. Um, and then I got an interview uh, later in the, like the next day with Dr. Liu, um, which was very surprising given the fact that there'd been zero information basically from Algoma Public Health other than they did send me one email that they sent to a bunch of journalists uh, I'm going to deal with that in the next section because they actually, well, let's just say there was a story planted in the media um, that I can show from that email that the, Jennifer Liu never actually even said what was said in the media that she supposedly uh, in, gave an interview to. There was no interview. Um, and I'm going to show you. I even talked to the journalist who wrote it who said that she never actually interviewed Jennifer Liu. Uh, and I'll cover that right after these messages. Be back in a sec. Hello and welcome back. First, I'm going to talk about the numbers uh, across Canada now for COVID-19, and then I'll talk about the story uh, that was planted in the media uh, about things Dr. Liu supposedly said. So now in Canada, we have reached over 1,000 deaths uh, due to COVID-19. And provincially, we are now looking at um, about 8,400 cases that we have um, and about 385 uh, deaths. So about a third of the deaths in Canada are taking place uh, in Ontario. The interesting thing to note here, though, is uh, Doug Ford wanted 6,000 tests to be done yesterday, and they were. So, uh, sorry, on Tuesday. These are the Tuesday numbers. Yesterday, Wednesday, he wanted 8,000. So we'll see uh, when the numbers come out uh, tomorrow uh, what it is. Did we actually reach, the, reach those 8,000 cases tested in a single day? Um, the good news is we, we are pretty much stabilized on how many people are in the hospital, how many are in the ICU, and how many people are on ventilators. Uh, those numbers have not been uh, rising dramatically. They're pretty much staying pretty much the same as how they've been so far. Now here locally, we just got the numbers for Algoma region today, and we have now tested uh, 1,052 people. We still have only 10 positive cases, which is fantastic, uh, and we're waiting for 229 test results. Now, before the break there, I talked about a story being planted in the media where words were put into Dr. Lou's mouth. Uh, I'm now going to show you how that is uh, and happened. Um, I read a story uh, in another media outlet uh, it appeared in several papers, and it seemed kind of weird to me um, that someone got an interview with Dr. Liu because I had been asking for weeks. 
So I called the paper that was the one who originally published it and asked to speak to that reporter. I was then informed that the reporter was a freelance journalist. And one of the, as an investigative journalist, my, you know, my antennas went up on that one. Uh, it's very rare that uh, you will go to a freelance journalist to give them an interview over going to one of the major media outlets in a city. Uh, simply because you might give an interview to a freelance journalist and then it never gets published. So that was kind of weird. So I asked to speak to the journalist when I called and found out she was freelance. And I said, okay, uh, how do I contact her? And he's like, well, I can give your phone number. Uh, who is this? And then I told him I, who I was and I was calling from Sue Online on TV. And he gave me her phone number. So I called her. Um, her name's Camilla. Uh, and I asked her, uh, how did you get an interview with Dr. Liu? Because I've been trying for quite some time uh, to get an interview with her. And I said, uh, it, I, I noticed a couple things uh, in your story uh, that didn't make sense to me in that uh, I had received my first thing since March the 6th, it was April the 2nd, uh, the communications manager at Algoma Public Health finally responded and he just gave me something he sent to several other media people and this freelance journalist. And I noticed that several of the lines in his, matter of fact, almost the whole message was in her story, which was weird because some of it was attributed to Dr. Liu. And I asked her, did you interview Dr. Liu? How'd you get an interview? She said, oh no, I never interviewed Dr. Liu. I said, oh, okay. So why in your story are you saying you interviewed Dr. Liu and you said different words? You said, several uh, things and you attribute it to her. And she's like, oh, well, I, just, I never talked to Dr. Liu. I just talked to the communications manager at APH and he told me that I could say Dr. Liu said that. Okay, um, I might not have gone to journalism school in Canada, but I can assure you, those of us who went to journalism school in the UK, and I'm pretty sure the same thing happens here in Canada, is that you don't attribute an interview to someone and say they did an interview when you never talked to them. I talked to Dr. Liu yesterday for the first time, finally, after they found out I was doing the show on Thursday night, they finally decided to respond to my request. But here's the thing. If there's this article that Dr. Liu is um, in the public that she supposedly said stuff and she didn't, what other articles are out there that are exactly the same? So I'm going to show you a couple quotes here so you can see what I'm talking about. Uh, the first one, it's highlighted in yellow. You're going to see this on your screen. It says, all residents in Algoma communities should be taking all necessary actions regardless of whether there is a resident in their community with confirmed COVID-19. That is directly from my email from Algoma Public Health Communications Manager. That exact quote you're going to see on the screen is in a story in several newspapers in the Algoma region. Dr. Liu didn't say that. Leo told Camilla, Leo is the communications manager, I won't say his last name, but Leo told Camilla, yeah, you can just put that in and say Dr. Liu said it. That's quote number one. Let's move on to quote number two. Residents must not have a false sense of security and think that their community may not be impacted. People travel between communities all the time to run necessary errands for themselves and for loved ones. That also you're now going to see on the screen is in that story, attributed as a quote to Dr. Liu. We can go on. Not only did, was there two quotes that Dr. Liu never said, and I'm kind of suspicious. She said she never talked to Dr. Liu, and there's a couple other quotes in there that Dr. Liu supposedly said, even though the journalist in question here, Camilla, never ever talked to Dr. 
Dirlu. Also, there's two sentences that were lifted directly from Leo's email into that story. The first one is in blue. As shown on, uh, sorry, on APH's website, with an updated format, residents have tested positive in Sault Ste. Marie area, Central Algoma, and East Algoma. That line was directly put into that story without any attribute to the fact that it was just coming from this, I guess you would call it press release from Algoma Public Health. Now another line, also in that same story, it, this one is in pink, you'll see it on your screen. As returning travelers continue to make their way home, all Algoma communities are at risk of community spread at any time. Once again, that was lifted from a press release and put into her story. This is not how journalism is done, okay? One of the basic things of journalism is you don't quote someone unless you talk to them in some way, shape, or form. She never spoke with Dr. Liu, didn't have any communications with Dr. Liu, and Leo just said, Dr. Liu said this. Even though we know that she didn't, it was just simply in a press release, word for word, that was put into a story. That is just not how you do journalism, especially when you get caught. Now that you've been caught, I don't trust the thing in, the, in other media that Dr. Liu supposedly said, or for that matter, anything else that comes out of Algoma Public Health. I've shown you in this episode how Algoma Public Health is not really interested in informing the public. Look, this is an organization that is like trying to bounce back from the leader hiring her boy toy, you know, sexual partner, uh, who also happened to be a convicted con man to run finance, who ended up stealing, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars from Algoma Public Health. They're trying to re, like, establish trust again in the community. This is not how you establish trust. You don't establish trust when I can, in 10 minutes, find out that you're planting a story in the media and attributing it to Dr. Liu. Now, Dr. Liu might have been completely in the dark about this and knew nothing about what was going on by the communications manager and putting stuff in the media. I don't know if, because they won't respond to questions like that, but I don't know if that Dr. Liu even knew that she was going to be saying that in the media. This is, this is very concerning to me because now I don't trust anything coming out of Algoma Public Health. Now that I have absolute proof that I know that, that they've been putting stories in media and we just don't know anymore. And, and so the other day I had a conversation here with our news manager and I said, look, we got to be very, very careful about what we post from Algoma Public Health. The reason being is that we have to, like, I don't believe something anymore from Algoma Public Health unless I hear the words coming from that person's mouth or that person happens to email me and say X. Um, I interviewed Dr. Liu yesterday. I am going to be looking at that interview again and going through and seeing what she said and see if it actually matches up uh, with what is actually happening and what we know from other uh, parts of the government and health organizations dealing with COVID-19. This is the thing. I've laid a, a case for you here. I've shown how they release press releases at times when you're least likely to be paying attention and journalists aren't working. Therefore, it's very hard to get that information out quickly. Um, doesn't make the paper the next day for those who are in print media. That's not an issue for my organization, but they're not doing that. They're also delaying telling the public. We know that they delayed by 42 and a half hours telling the public about the case in Elliott Lake. Still to this day, they won't say it's in Elliott Lake, but we know it is based on the press release from Elliott Lake and then when they finally released the information 42 and a half hours later. I read what a communication manager's job description is. 
I laid it out. You know, you're supposed to be at the media, letting them know what it is that you want to have out in the public, not ignoring them for weeks on end with no response in the middle of a pandemic when people are looking for information. The easiest way to get information out for Algoma Public Health is to contact media and get the information out. Now, I also showed you how Dr. Liu has been, Leo, the communications manager, has put words into Dr. Liu's mouth just simply from a press release that if this was really Dr. Liu's words, why didn't it say Dr. Liu on the actual message that I received on April the 2nd? I didn't. This leads me to question all the communications that come from Algoma Public Health. How, how, how delayed have the other cases been in the media with them releasing, oh, so-and-so is now testing positive? It leads to too many questions in my mind as an investigative journalist. I will continue to try and give you the, what is actually going on here in Algoma region to the best of my ability, but without communication partners such as Algoma Public Health, that becomes very difficult and we have to go around them to get that information. I'm Chris Oldcorn. Thank you for watching. We'll be right back. Well, thank you for watching The Chris Oldcorn Show. I'm Chris Oldcorn. I hope you learned a lot tonight about Algoma Public Health. I want to stress strongly that the information coming from the Trudeau government and the Doug Ford provincial government, um, I have complete confidence in both of those uh, levels of government. I just don't have confidence here in our local Algoma Public Health unit. You can uh, follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Chris Oldcorn. You can also uh, listen to this as a podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and uh, other podcasting platforms, but those are the three big ones that we're on. Uh, I'll be back tomorrow morning uh, for special report. Uh, morning edition at 8 a.m. I hope you have a fantastic evening. I hope that I was able to give you uh, some insight into what's going on behind the scenes here in Algoma with regards to Algoma Public Health and their communications to the public. Have a fantastic evening. I'll see you tomorrow.